Give Yourself Goosebumps, number seven, Under the Magician Spell by R.L. Stein. Choose from over 20 different scary endings. Over 20? It's a little chop of horrors. Chop? You and your little sister and your best friend just found a new magic shop at the mall. The man inside calls himself... The magician. He's pretty creepy. But before you know it, your little sister runs out of the shop with his book of magic spells. Bitch! If you read one of the spells, you find yourself in the magician's workshop. (gasps) Suddenly, you are part of a magic act. No. You are forced on stage, about to be sliced into a million pieces. Oh my god, my pieces. If the three bullies from school grab the book, you must find it before the magician makes your sister disappear forever. There's always a bully. The choice is yours in this scary Goosebumps adventure that's packed with over 20 super spooky endings. Listener, beware. You choose the scare. Nice kids. They're gonna love Dark Falls. Somebody's out there. Something. Saber's coming. Come on, man, we gotta go. Saber's hungry. Stay out of the basement! I must have your beautiful hands. Magic's Amazo, the magician. Welcome to Welcome to Deadcast. Welcome to Welcome to Welcome to Welcome to Welcome to My name is Daniel Montgomery. This is my identical twin brother, Matthew Scott Montgomery. Hi. We're going to talk about goosebumps. We're going to talk about give yourself goosebumps. Daniel's going to read and I'm going to choose. Daniel's going to read and I'm going to choose. So, Matthew, tell me about the cover of this this one. Oh, man. There is a kid on the cover of this book with black eyes. And there is a kid... And there is, you know that thing where it's like in a magician thing where you like earn a box and they like cut the box in half and it's like your legs are sitting, sticking out of one end and then your head is sticking out of the other. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google under the magician spell and you will see that there is a box that's been split in half and there is a kid with windswept, like a windswept mullet that's like a white kid with like brunette hair that's like there's wind and then on the floor on this warped wooden floor with the smiley face skull drawn into it there is a magician's hat with a bunny and then on the other side of the box that's in split there's a cartoon saw with green shoes sticking out and behind that is a red curtain with a glittery glittery tree skirt at the bottom mm-hmm. now if that doesn't make sense it's because i had coffee today for one of the first times in my life followed by an energy drink <laughs> What are the colors that this book features? Wow, the colors of this book? There is a hologram of swirling gold circles. But in addition to that, there's a dusty red-orange and a yesterday's blue. Ooh, I I really like this blue. Mm. It's like it's like cartoon. It's creamy cartoon blue for me. Yes, it's creamy, delicious blueberry bubblegum ice cream blue. It's it's a really solid blue. Uh, look look at the front of this book. Where it says, reader beware, you choose a scare, that's one color blue, and the back is a different. 
It is slightly different, isn't it? The, it's, the no. blue on the back is so alive, and the it's blue electric. on the front is a dusty dust. It also says on the cover, because this is the original copy, says, Boo Dude, Goosebumps is on TV. See your local TV listings for details? Lol. So this book came out in July 1996. Oh my god. Summer, summertime! And this is in, the, the TV show is in full swing here. Wow, and I'm Ju- in full swing after this energy drink. Wow. July 1996 is the same month that Goosebumps number 45 Ghost Camp came oh, out. Oh, I packed you and your cousin a little goodies for your ride up to camp. Wasn't that nice of me? <laughs> Beware. Do not read this book from beginning to end. Okay. Bummer. You have to take your bratty little sister Joni with you to the mall. What a summer bummer. Before you and your friend Sid can stop her, Joni runs into a magic shop. Of course, she touches everything in the store. Can't do but that But when now. Joni leaves the, stop ca- the shop carrying a big book of magic spells, you know you're headed for trouble. Big trouble. Dumb little bitch. Dumb little Joni Sid bitch. The book of spells belongs to an evil magician. Oh, okay. And he's going to use every terrifying magic trick song you in half, throwing knives at you, even setting hundreds of rabbits loose. Wow. To get his book back, time is running out. The magician has put a powerful spell on Joni. Oh. Her body is slowly evaporating. No, Joni. you're next. Let's get invisible, Joni. Can you destroy the magician before he waves his wand and makes you disappear into thin air? I'll kill him. You're in control of this scary adventure. You decide what will happen and how terrifying the scares will be. I prefer to be in control. Start on page one, then follow the instructions at the bottom of each page. You make the choices, so take a deep breath. <gasps> cross your fingers. Ooh. And turn to page one. Now to give ah. yourself goosebumps. You flatten yourself against the wall. Ugh. You listen hard for a noise. Huh? Any noise. Will huh? you be able to make your skate? <gasps> the only sound you hear is your own raspy breathing. <gasps> you slowly you slowly peer around the corner, all clear. It's now or never, you mutter. You murmur. You take a deep breath and sprint towards freedom. <gasps> Bang! The door slams behind you as you fling yourself onto the lawn. Made it, you cheer. But you know there's no time to celebrate. You glance around. So far, so good. You race around the side of the house and come to a dead stop. What is happening? I don't know. It seems like we started like way in the middle of this story, but this is it. Right? Yeah? There they are, standing right by your bicycle, your mother and your little sister, Joni. <laughs> Hi, sweetie, your mother greets you. Why are you off in such a hurry? Your stomach sinks to your toes. You were oh. so close. Oh. So close to escape. Now you know what's coming. I'm meeting Sid at the mall. You mumbled to your mom. That sounds like fun, dear. I'm sure Joni would like to go too. Ma, you wail. Joni is such a pain. She gets into everything. I have to watch her every second. Joni will behave, won't you, cutie? Your mother turns to Joni and kisses her cheek. Joni nods sweetly. She gives you a big fake smile. Goodbye fun, you think. Bitch. Your bratty nine-year-old sister always gets you into trouble. She has to touch everything she sees. She's Break it or take it seems to be Joni. <laughs> Break it or take it seems to be Joni's motto. But she's so disgustingly cute. No one ever seems to get mad at her. Grown-ups love her brown curls and bright blue eyes. Look, Joni wants to hold your hand. Your mother gushes. Isn't that cute? You shake off Joni's hand. Terrible, Once your terrible. mother's out of sight, you know Joni will drop her cutie pie routine. Listen. Listen up, Joni, you tell her. I'm in charge. So hurry up and grab your bike. I'm already late. I have to get my diary first, Joni says. That stupid diary. Joni never goes anywhere without it. You two have fun. Your mother tells you that she follows Joni into the house. Joni, you holler, I'm leaving now. You jump on your bike and pedal as fast as you can. (gasps) Hopefully none of your friends will spot you riding to the mall with your little sister. You glance back and see that Joni's pedaling hard to keep up with you. When you reach the mall, you and Joni lock your bikes in the rack. Don't wander off, you instruct Joni. Who, me? She asks super sweetly. Hurry to page 18. 
Joni's a little bitch. You roll, you roll your eyes at Joni's sickly sweet act. You rush to the mall to meet your friend Sid. You spot him pacing in front of the comic connection. Hi, Sid. Sid is wearing a blue jacket that is a little too small for his chubby frame. Work, Sid. He runs a hand through his spiky blonde hair. Where were you? He demands as you hurry over him. Uh, my mom made me ring Joni, you explain. Really? Sid raises an eyebrow. Then where is the little princess? Oh, no. Did you lose Joni already? Oops. Joni has already disappeared. Too bad you can't just let her stay lost. You glance around the mall. There she is, you say, pointing across the courtyard. Joni stands frozen in front of a shop window as if, as if she were in a trance. <gasps> For a moment, you could swear her feet are floating inches off the floor. Wow. Can't be, you tell yourself. It can't be. It just can't be. You blink and look around. No, her feet are still on the ground. The magic shop. You read the store sign aloud. She's going in, said Warns. Come on, you cry. We've got to get her out of there. That God. store won't know what hit it. You and Sid follow Joni into the magic shop. Ooh. It takes a few seconds for your eyes to adjust to the dim light. Oh. Sid, Sid gives a little gasp behind you. Wow, you murmur. The shop is filled from floor to ceiling with magic tricks. Of course, Joni is touching every single one. Joni? You shake your head as she watch her fiddling with a miniature guillotine. Joni? But then she sticks her finger to the blade under the... T- into place under the tiny blade. Joni, don't, you shout. Before you can stop her, she pulls the string. The blade drops right through her finger. I hope Joni fucking dies. Joni, don't move, you race to her side. Your mom will be furious if you allow Joni to chop off her finger. You force yourself down to look at your sister's hand. You hope you'll be able to stand the sight of all that blood. Joni slowly pulls her hand from the guillotine. She grins up at you, waving off thigh fingers. Do you strangle Joni now? Then turn to page 25. Or do you use every ounce of strength and try to ignore your little sister's tricks? Turn to page 6. I strangle her now. Come on, you know better than that. If you... Uh, I'm sorry. Come on, you know better than that. If you touch a hair on Joni's head, you'll be grounded for life and you won't be able to finish the rest of this adventure. So take a deep breath, count to ten, and be nice to your little sister. Go on, you can do it. I don't like that. No, you should. Listeners, my face is so mad right now. It is. Joni, you spit out through clenched teeth. We've only just arrived and you're already... You, you were interrupted by a poke in the back. You whirl around. There's Sid with a goofy smile on his face. Oops, Sid says sheepishly. He holds up his hands, their handcuffed together. Sid, you scold him. You're as bad as Joni. Sid. A booming voice makes you jump. I see that you're enjoying my magic tricks. <gasps> Great, you think, the store owner. Now we'll have to pay for the tricks we've touched. But where is the guy? You glance around the shop. You don't see anyone. Wait you a second. You smell something, though. Something musty and rotten. Oh my god, is it the most delicious purple peanut butter I've ever smelled? Welcome to the magic shop, the voice says. A tall, thin man with a skinny mustache I'll steps out of the shadows. I'll take the magic shop. He's dressed all in black. His black cape swirls around him as if there were a strong wind blowing. Arlstein loves to make shop owners wearing a black cape and having a thin mustache. Something must have happened to Arlstein when he was younger. Except you remind yourself, we're indoors. There is, There can be no strong wind. I am the magician, the tall man declares. I am the shadow of the moon at night. Great shop, Mr. Magician. You use your most polite voice. Maybe that way he won't be angry about Sid and Joni playing with the tricks. Oh, yeah, cool stuff, Sid pipes up. He reaches out to shake the magician's hand. What a jerk. He must have forgotten he was handcuffed. The magician peers down at Sid's wrists. You hear a low rumble that gradually turns into a creepy laugh. Uh, Sid's sorry about trying the handcuffs. You elbow Sid so that he'll put on his most sorry face. He does. But we really have to get home, you continue. So if you could get the key, key... The magician brings his face directly in front of yours. You notice little wisps of smoke escaping from his collar. This is getting too weird. You glance around for Joni. Adults usually go for a cute act. Maybe she can cute the magician into getting the key. You feel Sid tugging on your sleeve. You turn your back, but the magician has vanished. What? 
Where did he go? Is it his disappearing axe? Hey, you exclaim. Where did he go? Sid points towards hey. a black curtain at the rear of the shop. You walk up to the curtain and give it a yank. There's nothing behind it but a solid brick wall. My pussy be yanking. Weird. It's time to leave, you tell Sid. He agrees. You quickly find Joni kneeling in front of a huge bookcase. Come on, Joni, we're going, you tell her. But I'm now, you command, yanking her to her feet. We need to remove Sid's handcuffs, you say, once you're outside. We have some tools. They just walked out with the handcuffs? Yeah. You say... So what? We have some tools back at your clubhouse. Maybe this will help, Joni says. She holds up an old book. The words Magic Book of Spells are written across the gold cover. Joni, you screech. What are you doing with that? I tried to tell you, Joni whines, but you dragged me out of the store. Besides, I think there's a spell in here for getting out of handcuffs. Well, somebody needs to do something, Sid grumbles. I think these cuffs are getting tighter. What should you do? If you decide to try a spell from the book, turn to page 32... If you decide to go back to the clubhouse and use regular tools, turn to page 47. I think it's time to cast a nasty little spell. Okay, let's see if we can find a spell that will do the trick, you say. You're willing to try anything. I'll try anything. You can put it anywhere. You grab the small gold-covered book from Joni and skim the pages. It must be written in some kind of code, you say. I've never seen words like this before. Mm. I bet I can read it, Joni Brags, grabbing How the book back from you. Let me have it. Fine, smarty pants. You say, go ahead. Joni studies the book, turning the pages slowly. Hmm, it must be in a foreign language, she says finally. Yeah, like Transylvanian, Sid jokes. Maybe the English translation is in the back of the book. Uh... Joni flips to the back pages. I think you're right, she says. This looks like English. You peer at the book over her shoulder. Oh, right, you say sarcastically. You snatch the book back from her. If this is English, then what is Ibn dos Yager no Unfortunately, you're about to find out. Laugh. <laughs> Loud claps of thunder echo across the mall. The sky grows darker and darker. Huge cracks appear in the floor. You watch in horror as a huge split in the tile moves toward you. Faster, faster. Look out, you shout. You shove the magic book into the waistband of your pants. You try to outrun the widening gap, but it's no use. You fall into the opening. Oh, my God. Your hands reach up for the edge, but the ground is shaking so much you can't get a good hold. You slide down deeper and deeper to the black hole. Your fingers scrape at the dirt, dirt along the sides. You try to find something to hold onto, but there's nothing. The dirt crumbles away under your fingertips. Help, you shout, but there's no one to help you. You plunge into the earth's darkness, tumbling over and over and over and over and wake up. Someone is shouting into your ear. You open your eyes. Sid is standing over you. What happened, you ask? Where are what we? Happened? What happened? Where are we? I don't know. Sid answers, underground somewhere. You rise unsteadily to your feet. You notice Joni sitting on the floor. She looks as if she just woke up. You glance around. The walls of the room are painted black. A wooden coffin sits on a low table. Behind it is a black velvet curtain. Do you think there's another brick wall behind there like there was back at the magic shop? Do you joke? Only one way to find out, Sid says. You walk up to the curtain, unsure of what may happen next. Before you can part the thick fabric, three men dressed in red tights somersault into the room. Oh, my God. They reach the center of the room and begin to juggle. Balls fly through the air faster and faster. But then to your amazement, the balls turn into balls of fire. One of the jugglers turns your way and throws a glowing fireball right at... What has happened? What is happening? Yeah. And throws a glowing fireball right at you. Oh, no. Do you know how to juggle? If you can juggle, turn to page 17. If you can't juggle, turn to page 28. I can't juggle. No. I can juggle like two balls. No one can juggle. You can't juggle? That's okay. Not too many people can. It's really hard. But this is a story about magic. So now, presto, you can magically juggle. (laughs) I love it. 
Look out, you shout. The balls of fire speed towards you. You put your hands in front of your face. You catch a fireball and toss it back. Before you can take a breath, the jugglers throw another fireball at you. Once again, you manage to toss it back. Why are my hands burning up, you wonder? You notice Sinajoni gazing at you in awe. The jugglers surround you. Somehow you manage to return every ball they throw. As you toss the flaming balls in the air, the jugglers speak in eerie flat tones. Ooh, says one juggler. <laughs> no, says the second. Who you are, says the third. What do you mean? Youch! It's hard to talk and juggle at the same time. You drop the fire, fiery ball and poof, all the other balls vanish. You took the magician's book, the first juggler says. The magician wants it back, says the second. Then he'll eat you for dinner, what, really? says the third. Mm-hmm. The magician's going to eat me? Before we end up on the dinner menu, Sid interrupts the jugglers. Can you take off these cuffs? The first juggler somersaults over to Sid. He jiggles with the cuffs. They clatter to the floor. How did you do that, you ask? When you and Sid try to unlock the handcuffs, it seems impossible. It's a trick, the juggler answers. Everything is a trick here. Suddenly, all three jugglers freeze. The magician, they cry together. He's coming. All three disappear in a puff of smoke. What is happening? The magician will be here any minute. Those jugglers made it sound like we're goners, Sid whispers to you. Even if we give him back his book, Joni adds glumly, you've got to act fast. But you can't escape because you don't know where you are. Besides, there doesn't seem to be a normal door in this black room. Your only hope is to hide the book. I'm so confused. Then the magician will need you alive if he wants the book back. So you fell through a crack in the floor and then just woke up in this room? Yeah, and then there was three red-tided... Um, fireball gigglers. We've got to hide the book, you tell Sid and Joni. I'm going to put it in the coffin. No, Sid says. It will be too easy to find. Let's look around. You search the room for a hiding place. There isn't much choice. A wide shelf runs along one wall. On it sits a large fishbowl with three exotic fish and an old-fashioned metal birdcage with a yellow canary. If you still think the coffin is the best place to hide the book, go to page 101. If you hide the book in the fishbowl, turn to page 22. No, I'm going to if you put the book in the birdcage, turn to page 130. I'm going to do it in the coffin. Of course. The fishbowl sounds like a really bad idea. You decide the coffin is the best place to hide the book. You run over to it and try to lift the lid, but it won't budge. Help me, you yelled to Joni and Sid. Maybe together we can pry it open. Joni and Sid rush over to the coffin, gr- coffin grunting and groaning. The three of you tug <gasps> on the heavy lid. It <gasps> gives an inch, then two inches, enough to slip the book inside. Then the lid snaps shut, almost taking your fingers with it, just in Ouch, time. Ouch, my fingers. A sound behind you makes you whirl around. You see a black hat topple off the shelf across the room. A black crow flies out. It circles the room, then lands on the coffin you watch stunned as the crow turns into the magician well you three meddling kids have taken something of mine i am here to get it back the magician's voice does it really say meddling kids yes the magician's voice echoes throughout the room he takes a step toward you which one of you has my book he demands we lost it you say quickly don't you dare lie to me the whole room seems to shake with the sound of his voice lies make me very angry you don't want to see me when i'm angry the magician warns. The magician points at you. Sparks fly from his fingers. What is he doing to you? You glance down and see that your feet are no longer touching the floor. Whoa, you float just higher like and higher. The magician snaps his fingers. You are turned upside down, suspended in midair. <gasps> then you start shaking like a salt shaker. <laughs> Everything from your pocket pants pockets falls to the ground. When the magician is satisfied mm. that you don't have the book, he does the same thing to Sid and Joni. Wow. Gum, wrappers, markers, rubber bands, even a sandwich falls Gum, to the rappers, floor. Markers, rubber bands. You must have hidden the book, the magician realizes. Thud, you, Sid, and Joni drop into the floor. Hey, Joni complains, that hate me. 
She rubs her backside. That was nothing, the magician growls. You have a terrible feeling. He is telling the truth. The magician claps his hand, and a tiny hourglass is suddenly hanging from a rope around your neck. The sand will run out in exactly one hour, he explains. If you fail to return the book in perfect condition, you will join my collection. What collection, you ask? Out of nowhere, a gust of wind blows aside the velvet curtain behind the coffin. What you see makes all three of you scream in terror. Really? What is behind the curtain? Find out on page 113. You were right. Behind the curtain is a brick wall, but there's something else, too. A wooden cabinet with rows of glass shelves, and on the shelves are heads. Human heads. You, Sid, and Joni stand frozen in fear. You can't tear, tear your eyes away from the horrible sight. Twelve shrunken human heads stare back at you. How I got you my shrunken monster, head. you shout. You force yourself to face the evil magician, but he disappears through the brick wall. Again, you have to think of something. You really don't want to have your head shrunk. You don't even want to see Joni get her annoying head shrunk. Now what, Sid asks. Let's give him back the book. Joni says. I don't think we should, Sid argues. He might not let us go after we give him what he wants. That book is our only assurance that he won't hurt us, at least for an hour, he adds, glancing at the hourglass. But if we don't give him the book, he'll take our heads for sure, Joni counters. They turn to you for a decision. Oh, no. If you think you should give the book back to the magician now, turn to page 78. If you think you'll have better luck by hanging onto the book and trying to find a way to escape, turn to page 36. I'm going to give him back the book now. Yeah. I get I've it. had it with this book. I think we'd better give the magician what he wants, you tell them. Joni and Sid nod. You sigh and walk over to the coffin. But when you lift the wi- lid, you discover the book has disappeared. Oh, no. It's gone, you shout. Joni and Sid rush over to the coffin. They oh, peer no, inside. it's disappeared. Maybe there's a secret compartment, Sid, Sid suggests. You hear footsteps. They sound as if they're coming closer and closer. Do you think it's the magician, Joni whispers? I don't know, but I sure don't want to find out, you tell her. Let's hide in the coffin. Oh. <gasps> Wow, this is serving me vampire breath. You, Joni, and Sid climb into the empty coffin. The lid clicks shut above you. The three of you are squashed together. Watch your elbow, Joni snaps. Hey, that was my eye, Sid complains. You get a mouthful of Joni's hair. You're starting to sweat. You feel as if you're starting to su- you're going to suffocate. You have to get some air. <gasps> you place your feet on one side of the coffin and push. You try to create some space between you, Joni, and Sid. Your shoulders press against the opposite side of the coffin. You hear a loud click. What was swoosh? The bottom of the coffin pops open. You are suddenly sliding down a metal chute. (gasps) Faster and faster, tumbling over and over. The chute comes to a sudden end. You crash land onto the hard floor. Joni and Sid hit the floor next to you. Look for the magic book, you say, jumping up. Joni spots the magic book lying on the floor by a tall wooden cabinet. Just as she just as she reaches for it, a man steps out from behind the cabinet. Ooh. His foot lands squarely on the book. This is making me think of Vampire Breath, right? The man, mm-hmm. the man is tall and dressed in a sequined white suit. Gorgeous. He wears a blue mask that covers half of his face. Right. You can tell he has no idea he is standing on the magic book. You want to keep it that way. Welcome, 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 the masked man says. Are you my new assistants? Is it the masked mutant? Um, why, yes, we are, you say. You glance at Joni. She gives you a little nod. Then you wink at Sid. He winks back. He understood your plan immediately. You approach the masked man and shake his hand, pulling him off the book. Nice to meet you, you say, walking him towards Sid. You glance back to see Joni grab the magic book and slip it into her backpack. Oh, good, the masked man replies. I can never seem to keep assistance. Now come along. The masked man leads you leads you over to a low table. You don't like what you see. On it is a low gleaming sword and a very sharp saw. I don't like this. A long box lies on the table nearby. Which oh trick God, would you like to do? The, the masked man asks. The cabinet of swords? Or would you rather be sawn in half? 
You don't like these options, but he's waiting. Choose. To be sawn in half, turn to page 49. Try your luck in the cabinet of swords on page 55. I feel like I should be sawed in half because that's what's going to cover the book. But I feel like I have an idea of what's going to happen there. The Cabinet of Swords, I don't know where that's going to go. And so for me right now, that's more intriguing. So let's go to the Cabinet of Swords. You hope the Cabinet of Swords won't be as deadly as it sounds. Let's get to work. The masked man commands, clapping his hands. Now you stand there. He yanks Sid to one side of the wooden cabinet. And you stand right there. He instructs Joni, pulling her to the other side of the cabinet. Then he passes a hand over her face and mutters a few strange words. Her expression goes completely blank. He does the same thing to Sid. Sid stammers into space, unmoving, unblink, stares into space, unmoving, unblinking. What did you do to them, you stammer? It's for the trick, the masked man informs you. They're under my spell, of course. Under the magician's spell. Of course. What kind of trick is this, you ask? You'll see right Right now, the masked man waves his hands over his head. Sid and Joni open the doors of the tall cabinet. Inside, you see the blades of ten swords running from one side of the cabinet to the other. Somehow, you don't think you're going to like being this guy's assistant. Oh. Turn to page 124. You watch as Joni and Sid silently pull each other, pull each sword from the cabinet. They place them on the low table with the other gleaming sword. When all ten swords are removed, the masked man waves his hands again. He pronounces some more strange sounds. Sid and Joni push you into the cabinet. You hear a lock snap shut. Silence and darkness surrounds you. This is worse than being squished in the coffin. At least there you had Sid and Joni for company. But you weren't waiting to find out what those swords were going to be used for. Right? You don't have to wait long. Something hard and cold slides in front of your ankles. You peek down. Yikes. It's the long blade of a sword. Oh, my God. And there oh are my ten God. more to go. Oh, my God. This is so scary. I forgot that this is what this is. Oh, I should have been sawed in half. It's a trick you tell yourself, but how does it work? A second sword pierces the cabinet. Without thinking, you lift your foot and step onto the sword as it slices through to the other side. Somehow it manages to hold your weight. That's it, you realize. I have to step on each sword as it comes through the cabinet wall. It's difficult, but you manage to keep your balance as you climb on top of each sword that slides into the cabinet. Is that the secret of that secret? By the time the final sword is pushed Ooh. through, you are crouched in a tiny space at the top. Now what, you wonder? Okay. Then the swords are slowly pulled out again. As each sword slides out, you place a foot on the sword below it. Finally, you are standing again at the bottom of the cabinet. The door flings open. Excellent, the masked man congratulates you. Such good work should be rewarded. What is it you want? We want to get out of here, you tell the masked man. But how do we escape this crazy place? The masked man gazes at you sadly. I'm sorry. But I can't tell you that. That's really fascinating. Did you know that? No. I can't tell you, the masked man continues, but I know two people who can. He snaps his fingers and Joni and Sid awaken from their trance. They glance around dazed. What happened? Sid asks. The masked man is going to tell us how to get out of here. Good, Joni says, because the sand in the hourglass has almost run out. You hold up the tiny hourglass. It's still on the rope around your neck. You'd almost forgotten about it, but Joni is right. There's very little sand left. You are down to minutes now. Who can tell us the way out? You ask the masked man. You can ask Mr. Knowledge, he tells you. <laughs> he knows everything, and he answers all questions. Mr. Knowledge. Knowledge. The masked man picks up a piece of rope and throws it into the air. The rope stiffens. The rope stiffens, then rises up to the ceiling and disappears into darkness. What? Mr. Knowledge is performing up there, he says. What? The rope. Or you can ask Miss Card Sharp. She would know the way out. She's playing cards right now. To meet Mr. Knowledge, climb the rope to page 97. If you want to meet Miss Card Sharp, go to page 82. Mr. Knowledge.
That's fascinating. Sounds like Creep LA. You decide to ask Mr. Knowledge the way out, but first you have to climb up the rope. You want me to climb up that rope? Sid asks. No way. I'm the one, I'm the one who gets picked last in gym for every team. Come on, you say. At least you can try. Joni and I will help you. I'll give you a boost up on my shoulders. It's easy, Joni assures Sid. She scrambles up the rope and disappears into the darkness. Whoa. This doesn't seem to make Sid feel any better. You kneel down and let Sid stand on your shoulders. Slowly, slowly, you stand up. Your knees wobble. No more Super Sundays for you, Sid, you gasp. You weigh a ton. That's right, Sid says. Tease uh, me about my weight. Yeah. Oh, forget it, you say. Just climb. Sid manages... I don't like that. Sid manages to put one hand over the other and climbs up the rope. As soon as he lifts off your shoulders, you scurry up behind him. You can do it, Sid. You encourage him. But can he? As you near the top, you check the sand in the hourglass. Not much time left. You give Sid one last shove. He falls forward over the edge of the opening in the ceiling. You pull yourself up and over, flopping onto the floor beside him. No time to rest, you tell the others. The sand has almost run out. We've got to find Mr. Knowledge. As soon as you say Mr. Knowledge, lights flash on. You are standing in the back of another theater. A drum roll announces that the performance is about to begin. You, Sid, and Joni quickly find empty seats. A man in a dark brown suit walks on stage. He pulls on his thin mustache and peers at the audience. Ask me any question, he says. I know all the answers. I'm Mr. Knowledge. (laughs) What's a henway? Someone shouts from the audience. Do you know? Yes, go to page 26. No, go to page 38. No, what's what's a henway? I don't know. What's a henway? You've no idea. Mr. Knowledge must be very smart. Oh, a hen weighs about six pounds, Mr. Knowledge says. You groan that old joke. Uh, how do you get to Carnegie How do you get to Carnegie Hall? Someone calls from the audience. Practice, 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 Mr. Knowledge answers. Oh my god, he's a fucking comedian. Why did the chicken cross the road? Someone shouts. Why do firemen wear red suspenders? Another person calls. You turn to Joni and said, these are just stupid old jokes. You say, I don't think Mr. Knowledge will be any help to us. Agreed, says Sid. Let's check out Miss Card Sharp. You, Joni, and Sid find a side door and sneak out of the auditorium. The door opens into a small room. The only furniture is a round table with five empty chairs placed around it. A woman with frizzy blonde hair sits in front of the table, shuffling cards. Hmm. I miss card sharks. <laughs> We've been waiting for you. Time to meet your fellow players. Players, they go and play. Meet Mr. Lucky Luck, Miss Cardship Sharp announces. A short man with bright red hair enters the room. He sits down at the table. He is wearing a shirt covered with four-leaf clovers. Rabbit's feet hang from his belt. There's a horseshoe around his neck. Meet Miss Nine Lives, Miss Card Sharp shouts. Meow, says a tall woman. She is dressed like a black cat. Two ears stick up on either side of her head. Meet Mr. Rambler Gambler. Tall man in a sparkling gold suit. Fun writing this a tall one. man in a sparkling gold suit walks into the room and takes a seat. Diamonds sparkle on his fangs. Diamonds. Well, that's our little group, Miss Card Sharp says. Take a seat and let the games begin. With that, all the other players start sit down at the table. You glance over at Sid and Joni. They each give you a thumbs up sign. That makes you feel a little better. You pull out a chair and sit down. What shall we play? Mr. Lucky Luck asks. How about Kabooby? <laughs> I'm lucky at Kabooby. Uh oh, you've never heard of Kabooby. What if they only play games you don't know? Turn to page 45. Wow, Arlstein really had a lot of fun with this one. Mm, why don't we play Draw instead of Kabooby, you managed to say? 
You usually do well at draw, and it's safer than trying to play a game you don't know. Everyone seems to like this idea. Miss Card Sharp does some fancy, sh fancy shuffling. Then she takes a card from the middle of the deck and places it on the table in front of her. She passes the deck to her left. The deck of cards is passed around the table. Each person takes a card and puts it face down on the table. Then the deck of cards reaches you. With a trembling hand, you pull a card from the deck. You take a deep breath and cross your fingers for luck. What card do you draw? Find a deck of playing cards... Shuffle them and then without looking, draw one card. Put the card face down in front of you, then take a deep breath and turn to page 74. I don't, ha I, I don't have a deck. I, let me see if I can Google something where it's like shuffling cards and it automatically um, does that. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, okay, I found one. But like, I, I, I'll... I, I, did it change? Yes. That's, this is it. This is it. The one you're showing me right now? This is it. I just did a digital shuffle. And okay, I, I see it. Listeners, I'm not looking at my phone. I'm showing Daniel my phone. I see it. Okay, great. Butterflies dance in your stomach as everyone at the table turns over their cards. Miss Card Sharp turns over the Ten of Clubs. Miss Nine Lives turns over the Jack of Hearts. Mr. Rambler Gambler turns over the King of Spades. Kaboom. Mr. Lucky Luck turns over the Five of Clubs. Your card is still face down on the table. You are afraid to turn it over. Only an ace can beat the king. If you win, Miss Card Sharp will have to tell you the way out. If you lose, you'll have to do whatever the winner says. Turn over your card. Is it an ace? Did you beat the, the king of spades? Can I look at it, my yeah. card? No. Mine is the six of clubs. Is that clovers or something? Clubs. Clubs. I, I think that's. Clubs. I think that's clubs. If you lost... I lost. Turn to page 63. Okay, so I lost. You lost. Your card doesn't beat the king of spades. Oh, man. It's only a card game, you say. Rising from the table. We'll find our way out of here on our own. Not so fast, Mr. Rambler Gambler says sharply. You have to do what I tell you. That was the rule. That's why we allowed you into the game. You sit down. You won't go back on a promise. Mr. Rambler Gambler leaves the room. When he comes back in, he's carrying a rhinestone suit in a paper bag. This is my favorite suit, Mr. Rambler Gambler tells you. Each and every one of these little rhinestones here needs to be polished. But don't worry, he says. Your pals can help you. He empties the paper, paper bag... He empties the paper bag on the floor. Three baby-sized toothbrushes and a bottle of pink liquid roll out. I suggest you get started, Mr. Rambler Gambler says, handing you the suit. You gaze down at the suit in your hands. There must be 4,000 rhinestones sewn onto it. The grains of sand in the hourglass are going to run out long before you're finished cleaning the suit. You start cleaning. You almost wish the magician would hurry up and find you. At least that way, you'll come to a less boring end. I knew it once the rhinestones came up. So should I shuffle again and try to win or lose, or should we just go to do it like I won? Mm. And then if I lose again, then that's the end. I think you should. I think you should shuffle again because I the last choice was to see Mister Knowledge or Miss Card Shark. So I think we would have to go back one more. I'm just saying, do we do it like I won? I think I think you shuffle again, and if you lost again, we'll hop back to the last true decision and go all the way back. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So I'm just going to shuffle again. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not... Oh, I can look at it, right? Because I... Oh. Yeah, you can look at it. No, nope. we lost. It's a ten, 10 of spades. 10 of hearts? What is this? 10 of spades? Spades. spades. Let's go back. I need but we have no choice but to choose Mrs. Card Sharp. I know. So I'm saying, like, we have to go to the choice before that. Wow. So I think we go back to all the way back... The the le the pre previous choice before choosing between Miss Card Shark yeah because regardless you're gonna meet Miss Card Shark yes. doesn't matter 
is to be sawn in half or the cabinet <gasps> sword. So we're back to being sawn in half. Okay. We're okay. going to be sawn in half. I'll do the sawn in half trick, you say. <laughs> At least you've seen this trick before. Who knows what a cabinet of swords is? Excellent. The masked man claps his hands. The table with the long box on it rolls toward you. Taking your hand, the masked man helps you climb into the box. You lie down in the hard wooden box. Your head sticks out one end. So what do I do, you ask? You gaze up at the masked man. He looks awfully nervous. Uh, please leave it all to me, he tells you. He ties a blindfold over your eyes and plunks the lid on the box. Bunk. If I can just remember what I'm supposed to do, you hear the masked man mutter. You don't like, you don't like the sound of that. Hey, you shout, you pound on the, li- on the hey. lid. I changed my mind. I want to do the other trick, but no one answers. You listen hard, trying to figure out what is going on. Then you hear the sharp teeth of a large saw slicing oh, through the no. lid of the box. No. You pound harder on the box. Help, you shout. Get me out of here. The teeth of the saw slice back and forth, back and forth, inches from your stomach. You can't take it anymore. You pass out. When you open your eyes, you are still in the box. Your blindfold is off. You touch your stomach just still in one piece. There isn't any blood or pain, just an odd tickling sensation. Oh, no. I guess it really was just a trick, you tell yourself. You can hear applause. That was a great trick, you hear Joni say. Really cool, comes Sid's voice. The lid is lifted. The masked man peers down at you. You all right in there, he asks. You bet. You climb out of the box, and you immediately fall over. What's wrong? Turn to page 21. What's wrong with me, you ask. You try to stand up, but your muscles don't seem to be working. You hear a gasp. Sid and Joni rush toward you the masked man holds out his hand and helps you to your feet you glance down your mouth drops open in horror your feet your feet are on backwards you turn to the masked man what did you do to me oh my god the trick was going so well he explains i sawed you in half without a problem but then he shrugs his shoulders sid and Joni crowd around you you have to fix this sid shouts Joni gazes back at your gazes at your backward bottom half in awe i can try the masked man says he picks up the saw no way you yell who knows what kind of mistake he'll make this time um well Joni says mom always complains that you don't know if you're coming or going now you have an excuse the end oh <laughs> oh my god that's so fucked up I thought Under the Magician spell was a total blast. Yes, I thought there's so many characters in it, like Miss Card Sharp and Randy the Giggler or <laughs> Rambler the Gambler, and like Arlstein was having a lot of fun with that one. It was really fun. Yeah, that one was wild and nasty, and I feel like I learned a few magic tricks. What's the next one after? What's the next? Give yourself goosebumps after Under the Magician. The Curse spell? of the Creeping Coffin. The Curse of the Creeping Coffin. These are pretty fun. That's exciting. I like this one more than Beware of the Purple Peanut Butter. Oh, for sure. I still think that my winner is what A Night in Werewolf Woods. For sure. I still think that one's my. Yeah, favorite. so far we've had Escape from the Carnival of Horrors, TikTok Your Head. TikTok, you're dead, trapped in Batwing Hall, the deadly experiments of Dr. E. Night in the a night in Werewolf Woods, we were the purple peanut butter. I also should, liked a lot of them are very, very similar actually. I but, liked Trapped in Batwing Hall. I like Trap my number one is Night in Werewolf Woods, but Trapped in Batwing Hall is a close second, actually. Super fun. Yeah, they're really fun. So tell us what you think is fun at welcome to deadcast at gmail.com. Woo! You can say hey to Matthew on Instagram at Matthew underscore Scott underscore Montgomery. On Twitter is iRobotUJane on TikTok is Matthew Scott Montgomery. Yeah. Me on Instagram is Daniel X Montgomery. Me on Twitter is Daniel Montgomery. Very good, Daniel. Thank you. That was great what you did just now. Oh, that's so sweet. Mwah. Now I'm gonna go juggle for a while. I'm gonna put on my red tights and I'm gonna throw balls of fire at some bitch. Well, after you polish my rhinestones. Oh wow, that's gonna take forever. There's more than four thousand of those rhinestones on your suit, Mr. Knowledge. Oh man, well, I'll see you next time. If you dare. Cheers.